Chapter 1. Ireland, January 7th, 1839. The land lived and breathed and stirred his soul. He knew it as intimately as he knew himself. Yet as Rian Kelly crested the hill, stared in horror at the valley below, he did not recognize the place of his birth and the village that had been his home throughout all of his twenty-seven years. He dismounted a horse as black as his own raven locks, saw his bewilderment and fatigue reflected in the steed's eye. Draping the reins loosely over the horse's neck, he tried not to think about the froth that dangled from the animal's mouth and his need for water and food and rest, where there was none to be had. They had ridden hard through the night on a journey that should not have taken more than a few hours. It was impossible to believe, in fact, that only the day before he stopped on this very hill to gaze at his beloved Kate. He struggled to find her house now as he remembered the last time he'd seen her. He'd kissed her goodbye and held her in his arms as he promised to return before nightfall. For some reason, something had gnawed at him as he left her. He stopped and looked back to find her standing outside the stone house she shared with her mother. Her image had seared into his brain like a physical imprint that would never leave him. She stood in the front yard, her slender arms draped over the gate. Her hair was straight and long, parted in the middle. She kept the warm brown locks on either side of her face braided. On that day, she pulled the braids back, where they were joined at the nape of her neck and allowed to cascade over her thick tresses. The wind had nipped at the simple ivory dress she wore, causing it to billow, while the sun's rays had warmed her hair to a chestnut shine. He'd had a sudden impulse to return to her, to scoop her into his arms, to feel her slender, firm body beneath that dress, and to weave his hand to those braids until they came undone. He'd wanted to look into her blue-gray eyes once more, eyes that mirrored the stormy waters that surrounded all that was Ireland. Instead, he waved. When she blew him a kiss in return, he clicked his heels and turned his steed and headed toward Dublin. The weather had been unseasonably warm. The sun's welcomed emergence rapidly melting a heavy snow that had occurred only the day before. But the wind had steadily increased as he neared his destination, bringing with it much cold air. Mere minutes had passed before he was racing back down the steps of the building housing the Dublin Metropolitan Police Headquarters, desperate to reach his horse and frantic to return to Kate before it was too late. He'd barely climbed atop his steed and clicked his heels when a storm the likes of which he'd never witnessed before slammed into the city. His horse was thrown into the side of a building. Rianne's leg nearly crushed as it lay pinned between the animal and the stonework. Then the wind whipped again, lifting them both into the street, where they were scuttled along like God's hand was at their backs. He heard a thundering crash behind him, and as he peered over his shoulder he watched in horror as a church steeple dissected itself from its roof and spun through the air until it became impaled in a building a block away. Windows were similarly disengaging themselves, flying through the air as if possessed by demons before smashing into people and buildings. A tree became uprooted directly in their path, and had his steed not risen onto his hind legs in panic, a roots might have clipped his muzzle. Rianne tried vainly to rein in the terrified animal, but whether it was racing at full speed or the wind was catapulting them along, the effect was the same. They were unable to stop or even to slow themselves. He had no choice but to hang on with every bit of strength he possessed or risk being blown into the sky.
with all manner of debris. Screams assaulted him from every angle, and yet he never saw the sources of the cries. They seemed to be completely disembodied. Then the sky turned as black as midnight, and a torrent of rain smashed into them. He spotted a stable and managed to steer them toward it before the roof lifted cleanly off and spun above them with such violence that it was torn into a thousand pieces that sailed in all directions. Somewhere in the dark recesses of his mind, an inner voice directed him to move inland. He struggled to get a clear sense of where he was and where he needed to go, but the streets that had been familiar only moments earlier were now totally unrecognizable. He didn't know how he managed to get out of the city. A sense of duty urged him to return. As a county inspector, he knew every hand would be needed to assist the survivors, but a stronger, more urgent voice spurred him onward toward home.